Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What is up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie. And if you're watching this live, yes, I am in full Toastmaster apparel minus my little badge. (coughs) And I'm choking. I'm breathing too quickly, which is actually one of the starters for or the inspiration for this podcast is the thought of slowing down. So before I get into today's podcast, this episode is about having tough conversations, facing the facts, and as the title reads, owning your shit. And so today after Toastmasters, one of my good friends, fellow entrepreneur, fellow amazing speaker, motivational speaker, just badass all around, came up to me with a list of notes because he watched my last live and he just really wanted to know, he's like, Bonnie, when you talk, you just fire away. And like, it's it's hard for people to process what you're saying. Is that on purpose or is it not? And I was like, and I explained to him, you know, sometimes these messages that I'm getting are not my own. Sometimes this is something I'm feeling like God or universe is telling me that people need to hear. And I have not the best memory. So if I hear something, I'll either message the person it right away or I'll do what I'm doing now and hop on a podcast and throw my mic on. And if I don't have my mic, I'll grab my phone and record it and just upload it as a bond load, which is a cute little word for my downloads that I get in the moment. And so When I talk that fast, it's usually when I'm super adamant about something and I can't get the words out fast enough and I want to really convey the intensity and the importance of the message. So I'm going to work on slowing down so that you guys can have time to process the things that I'm saying. However, sometimes it is intentional because I know when I spit so many facts at you, it's like, bam, 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 girl. And you have to come back and re-listen. You have to come listen to the podcast. You got to rewatch it again. And if you're like me, you have to rewatch things so that you can actually take it in. And so if I'm talking too fast for you guys, that doesn't mean, oh, I can't, don't, don't listen. What that means is, oh, snap, Bonnie's coming on. Bonnie loves to teach. Let me make sure I got a pen and paper. Or let me make sure that I come back and listen to that. It also occurred to me that on social media, I don't always post the name of the podcast. So it's called The Boss Life with Bonds, available wherever you listen to podcasts. So that said, we're going to jump right in today talking about owning your shit, having tough conversations with people and facing the facts. One of the things that I just absolutely love about setting the intention for your life is that the universe, God, always listens, whether you think so or not, whether it represents it, whether it represents and shows itself in the way that you wanted it to, it always works. So when I set the intention this year to have exponential abundance, when I set the intention this year to grow exponentially, God was like, (laughs) uh, hold my, I don't know, holy water, (laughs) right? Um, And when I got elected as president at Toastmasters, everything that I was experiencing in my business was also a lesson that I was learning. Everything was paralleled. 
when I was going through the CEO school course, the, the modules that she'd have for us were literally the, the exact step and phase that I wasn't in, in my business. Like one week was about personal power and obviously all CEOs and people that are leading a big project need to step into their personal power. Then like one week was about processes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is why my business fell apart when it got hit with so much business the first time. Cause I didn't have any processes or systems. It was just me running around like a chicken with my head off, trying to be the sales rep, trying to be social media marketing, trying to be the head coach, the nutrition coach, trying to do finances and payroll. Like I was everything. And so she taught me systems. And then with every week, I think the last week was people. And it was talking about how to build a team. And it was literally like a week or two later that I put together the freaking dream team that I have right now for mind and body. And the same thing happened with Toastmasters. With every single uh, thing that I would be experiencing and there as, as president, having to have tough conversations with people, having to step out of my comfort zone, having to own my power, it all matched up with what I was doing in my personal life. And so um, as we're talking about owning your shit, we're talking about facing the facts. The fact of the matter is, you guys, I, I'm, I'm in the business of helping you step up. I'm in the business of equipping you with the tools that you need so that you can step up to the next level. And when it comes to stepping up to the next level, I think an important thing to take into consideration is, do you want to step into that next level or not? Right? It's very convenient to say, look at me, I'm doing my fitness journey. It's very convenient to say, and this happens a lot. Look at me, I'm the CEO whenever someone starts their own business. It's very convenient to say, write, talk, think, speak, uh, put it on your vision board. The, the things that would, you know, show the world that we're ready for that next level. But it's a totally different ballgame when it comes to owning up what that entails, and so that is exactly what today is all about. In this week alone, I have had to have so many tough conversations, write so many emails and letters that I did not want to write. Um, I've had to stand my ground on multiple occasions. I've had to send out some very tough love DMs to people like, hey, I need you to shit or get off the pot, but you need to stop like the way, like what are we doing here? And I'm... I'm not, I don't feel bad. I feel so good about myself because this is exactly what I asked for. I said I wanted to be the CEO. I said I wanted to be the boss. And that comes with so much more than just having the title. That comes with so much more than just walking around with your head up and saying, look what I do, or look what people call me. It's actually doing the work. And so this week, I had to do a lot of that, calling people out on like, hey, you said that you wanted this, but this is what this requires. Hey, you said that you wanted to go here, but this is what this requires. Hey, you said you wanted to change your life, but every time you and I talk, you just keep talking about your problems instead of what you're going to do to move forward. So do you want to work with me or not? Because if not, you need to stop DMing me your life story because I'm not your coach. That was hard to say. You know, uh, old Bonnie would have been afraid. Oh my gosh, what if they never want to talk to me again? Oh my gosh, what if they never want to work with me as a coach? No, me putting my foot down, me standing my ground, me having the tough conversation and facing the facts actually ended up bringing on a new client. And so I'm telling you this because I want you to consider how much could change for you, how much good could happen for you if you owned your shit, if you had the tough conversations and if you started to face the facts. So what happens when we don't face the facts? Well, number one, someone else has to call you out. Someone else has to be the bad guy and put not only you, but them in an uncomfortable and sometimes awkward position. And I don't know about you, but I don't like putting people in uncomfortable and awkward positions. It's actually a trigger. Like it's something that I have to work through between me standing my own ground and between me doing what's best for me, but then also doing what needs to be done. 
And so when you don't face your facts, when you aren't willing to have the tough conversations with yourself, you end up having to make other people have those tough conversations with you. And like I had, like I said, I've had to do that multiple times this week. And in some cases, it's exactly what both parties needed. For me, it's what I needed to really step into that leadership role. I'm really good at a lot of things, but having tough conversations with people, sometimes I shy away from because I don't want to hurt their feelings because I want them to still love me and come to me with their problems and not feel like they can't talk to me or I want to still keep the relationship that we have or sometimes selfishly, I want to keep whatever it is that I get from being in relationship and in good standing with that person and that's selfish. So it puts both parties in an awkward situation because you aren't willing to have the tough conversations with yourself. If you want to know how you can do that, one of the things that I do when I am at a, at a weird point or when I'm at a crossroads is I just talk myself through the conversation. And so a lot of you, a lot of us, if we haven't been given the tools, if we don't know how uh, to really call our, our mindset out when it's doing some funky stuff, if we don't know the difference between uh, truth and our thoughts, because your thoughts are not truth, just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true. And I think that I just probably gave someone a free breakthrough right there. You're welcome. But your thoughts aren't the truth. They're just thoughts that pop up. And one of the things that you can do to start being able to talk yourself through the hard times is to challenge the thoughts. So for instance, uh, me, when I'm developing feelings for someone and I'm in that stage of a hopeless romantic where I just wanna lay everything that I'm doing down, I know I need to, I don't do this anymore by the way, cause I really take my business seriously now. But when I start to fall for someone, my go-to, my default was, well, they wanna see me, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just take my work over there and I'll work with them. Even though I know good and well, I'm not gonna get any work done, I just wanna be with them. Well, um, I know that I, I said Saturday was going to be my, my me day, but they want to hang out. So I'm going to do it. Like these are things that I used to do. Uh, just examples. And so one of the ways that I coach myself these situations now, and, and also I should add the people are never really good for me. Like, it, because honestly, a guy that is good for me and sees that I'm trying to build my business is not going to just let me not work on my business. You see what I mean? So whenever I would get into these toxic situations and I'm not calling the person toxic, I'm saying toxic situations because I go back to my default, right? Whenever I notice that's happening now, I stop and ask myself, I'm like, now Bonnie, we always tend to do this. And I'll literally answer back as little girl Bonnie. I literally parent myself or coach myself through these moments. So I'll notice it. I'm like, Bonnie, I notice, like, hey girl, what are you doing right now? I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so because I really want to be loved and liked and seen and heard and told I'm pretty and flirted with. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. I love that. I love that for you, Bonds. But in six months from now, if and when this doesn't work out, what will you be left with? Will you be left with a mess? Will you be mad at yourself? Because once again, you put somebody else before your business and before your goals. Maybe. Bonnie. Yeah. Now, it doesn't sound exactly like this. I wish I could have like a camera crew and I'm manifesting that. I'm manifesting the fuck out of my own reality TV show when I'm rich and famous and a billionaire. And you guys can be like, this woman was always crazy and she didn't change. And yes, here's the behind the scenes of crazy ass bonds. But literally, I was doing this the other day. I was walking through my house and I was talking about talking to myself about why it's okay for me to not do this right now, why it's okay for me to stay right where I am and work on my business, why it's okay for me to not drop uh, at the drop of a dime when someone calls, why it's okay for me to stand up for myself. Oh, I hope this person isn't mad that I said this. I'm like, Bonnie, this is what needed to be said. Because if you didn't say it, it would turn into something bigger. 
Which leads me to my next point, the next consequence of what happens when you don't own your shit, when you don't have the tough conversations with yourself, and when you don't face the facts. Number one, someone else has to call you out. Number two, it snowballs into something way bigger than it ever had to be, right? Take anything that you don't call out and nip in the bud. Maybe it's emotional eating. Maybe as a kid, the first time you emotionally ate was when your mom yelled at you in the grocery store or something, so you grabbed a Snickers or something and ate it, and in that moment, your brain learned that when she's sad, she likes chocolate, eat the chocolate, mmm, this feels good. And so in that moment, that is how you learned how to emotionally cope instead of having the tough conversations with yourself because you were a child and you didn't have the tools to do so. And so... When these things aren't nipped in the bud, they turn into full-blown adult emotional eating where we just act like we have no control over our emotions and the only thing we know how to do is to comfort eat. It snowballs. Think about uh, compulsive spending even. If we don't call out the fact that when we're sad, we go on Amazon or when we're sad, we go compulsively shop or whatever, whatever, it just snowballs into a bigger problem. If you're not good with your finances, and this is coming from a very personal place, being very transparent, if you're not good with your finances, having more money is not going to help you. Hello, biggest lesson that I learned in 2022 was that just because I was making more money doesn't mean anything. Like if you're not going to face the facts that you don't make a budget and stick to it, if you're not gonna face the facts that you don't pay attention to things, you just put it on auto pay and you don't pay any attention, which is you know helpful, but you should still also pay attention to things, it's gonna snowball into a big problem. And so many of us are so used to just, let's just avoid the problem. I don't want to deal with this right now. This is a tough thing to talk about. I don't want to face it. And I want to kind of like slide in real quick and give this disclaimer. There is a time to deal with certain things. There is a time when it's appropriate and when it's inappropriate to face facts and have tough conversations. Um, What What is not ideal, though, is pushing it off so far away to where you just don't even like you just, oh, it went away. No, it didn't go away. It's going to reappear in a few months and it's going to be twice as big as it was before, because like a snowball, it has now gained momentum and picked up a whole bunch of other friends along the way. And here you go. Here is your shit show snowball effect of problems that you would not face. So. Again. What happens when you don't own your shit? Somebody else has to call you out. And now you are, if you're not mature enough, it could damage the relationship. Number two, it snowballs and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger until you have to face the problem. And it's usually so big at this point that you don't even know what to do anymore. It's so big that you quit. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about how when things snowball so big, we first, the problem was out of control when it began and you didn't feel strong enough or equipped enough or that you had enough energy or enough time to face it. So you just kept letting it get bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's so much big, so much big. It's so much bigger. It's bigger than you. And you're just staring at it. Like, where do I even begin? Some of you may be experiencing this in your weight. Like, where do I even begin? I've let myself get way over 200 pounds. I'm almost 300 pounds. Where do I even begin? Sometimes it's your finances. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so far in debt. Where do I even begin? Sometimes it's in a bad relationship. Oh my gosh, we have gone without talking for so long. We have gone avoiding this problem for so long. Where do we even begin? And maybe you just need the subtle reminder that The snowballs and the mountains only become that way because you don't face them when they're just little, little anthills that you could step on and easily smush in the beginning. When we don't own our own shit, we create this cyclic pattern of chaos in our lives and we wonder where it came from. We start to blame other people. 
We start to blame situations. We start to look for anybody and anything to point to instead of looking at ourselves and taking that ownership and looking back and being like, yeah, I, I probably could have done better there. Yep, I dropped the ball there. That's okay. And what I noticed with women is that there's no happy medium. It's either I'm a loser. I fucked up again this week, Coach Bonnie. I don't know. I'm the worst. I had a bad week. <laughs> and I'm just looking. I read my messages. I'm like, where, where, where is she getting so worked up about? You had a bad week. Let's just face. Okay, I wasn't perfect this week. Where did I fall off? I didn't prioritize myself. That's all. You see that? That was me coaching myself through a moment. All right, look at my week. I didn't get my workouts done. I promised coach I would. Instead of calling myself a loser, instead of having this whole like beating myself up and being mean to myself, let's just call it for what it is. I didn't prioritize this. I didn't put it in my calendar. I didn't actually see myself following through with that. So of course it didn't happen. That was very easy because now when you sit down and plan out your week for next week, it's crystal clear what you need to do. I have my planner from CEO school. Anyone who's a mom or runs a business who has a lot of things on their plate, I highly recommend getting one of their CEO school planners. I don't have it here, but if you're like me and you've tried a thousand different, this is a shameless plug for her, but if you're like me and you've had a thousand different, I'll put the link in the um, show notes and you have a bunch of planners or you've tried them and they give you like two little lines or like maybe even like four lines for your whole day. Um, and again, this is probably for like a business owner or a busy mom or someone who just has a lot going on. Um, those four lines are nothing. Do you know what her journal has? It has lines at the very top for um, for affirmations. It has lines at the very top for gratitude. It has a, a page for your to-dos. It ha- This is all for one day. For one day, you get one blank whole sheet of paper to the left and then on the right is the day. You know, your your affirmations, your your gratitude, your daily to-do list, your hour-by-hour appointments, and then an empty space for you to write notes in your box. At the end of every month, it goes, what is the project for the month? What are the needle movers? What do I need to do each week to make this happen? It is phenomenal. It is a game changer for me. So again, I'll drop the link in the show notes. But I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I'll, I'm going to try to come back to where I was. Oh my goodness, Bonnie. This is why sometimes I don't like to not do notes. But the last thing that I had on my notes was that cycles repeat. And sometimes when you're not slowing down long enough, you can't see that cycles are repeating. Um, But one of the things that I love is that when I write down the things, there we go. When I write down what's happening each day, I can look back and be like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so today I wrote 15 things on my to-do list and there's no way in hell that I'm going to get to all of them. And instead of at the end of my day beating myself up, I look and I'm like, okay, you, you have a to-do list and then you also have your hour by hour breakdown of your day. The problem was that these to-dos that you have had nowhere in your hour by hour breakdown for your workflow. Okay, cool. So now we know that we can incorporate those in. That's how you self-coach yourself through a moment, not through, well, I tried to use a planner and it didn't work, so I'm just not organized. Well, I tried to do a budget and I can't stick to it. I'm just not good with money. That's not owning your shit, mama. That's having a temper tantrum. That is a level five, I'm going to act like a brat and not own my shit temper tantrum because nothing got solved through you doing that. You know what can get solved through you doing things is through you sitting down and talking yourself through those moments and seeing where we went wrong and what we can do differently. That's what owning your shit looks like. And so ask yourself, 
I'm going to give you some tips for how you can own your shit, and then I'm going to hop off because I think I hear my lasagna in the oven beeping. Number one, slow down. This was a game changer for me last year. I was last year and yeah, in 2021, I think I had worked in at least three or four different coaches' businesses. And I had been asked to be a a mindset coach, a leader, um, an assistant coach, like doing all of these things on top of running my own coaching business that was dynamic. It wasn't just fitness. It wasn't just life coaching. It was a little bit of both. So it was all over the place. And I had somewhat of a meltdown last October because I was like, I was I was waking up with anxiety and I've never had anxiety. I've had a really crazy life and I've learned how to manage stress, at least hold it in and keep going, right? I was at the point where I couldn't hold it in and keep going anymore. I would wake up in the morning frantic, like, oh my gosh, if I don't get up right now at 4 a.m., I'm not gonna have enough time to do everything that I need to do. And blah, blah, blah. and it was just, it was insane. And it was like this every day. And I was falling asleep in my bed with my laptop. And I was, I was not having enough time for my own clients because I was serving so many other people's communities. And I just, I was, I didn't have enough time for me. And I couldn't even see what was going on. I made some really not smart rookie mistakes in my business. And just, I, I made a lot of mistakes, which you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fail forward. You're supposed to learn from your failures. However, when you don't have enough time to slow down, you don't learn anything. You just, you feel like the world is attacking you. I talk to women every day who, when I hear their stories, I'm like, I know exactly where she's at because I was there. You don't see, you see, you think the problem is your landlord not being nice to you and giving you enough grace again. You think the problem is that your boss is mean and they're not giving you enough grace again. You think the problem is everyone but yourself because you're not owning your shit and you're not facing your facts. For my fellow online coaches and entrepreneurs, you think the problem is that it's the algorithm or you think the problem is that people don't have money. No, it's that you haven't taken the time to slow down and own your shit and realize, hey, maybe my content isn't really resonating with people and it's not high quality. I'm not putting a lot of work into it. Or maybe it's that I haven't learned how to market myself well enough. Everything that I'm saying are things that I've had to face and that has helped me rebuild my brand again. But when you are not taking the time to slow down and process, because in my case last year, I didn't have the time. But now I realize I'm like, I cannot ever let that happen again. I can never, as a business owner, as a CEO, as someone that is responsible for seven other women, for, for all of the, for my team, as well as my clients, like I can never get to that place again where I'm so busy that I don't have time to slow down, process, and evaluate what's working and most importantly, what's not working. So tip number one for owning your shit is you need to take time to slow down and process. One of the tough conversations that I had this week was one of my clients, and I love her dearly. If I didn't love her, I wouldn't pay her any attention. Um, she's a little firecracker. She's always online. She's always everywhere, like like so many times a day. And I've had to tell her, boo-boo, this journey is your journey. This journey is your growth. This journey is your healing and your your evolution. But if you're so worried about making sure that everybody else is doing good, that everybody else is, is, is growing and learning, you don't have time for you. That's my job. I'm the coach. They pay me to do that. You be in the moment. You learn the lessons. You process. You hear from your highest self. You learn from what's working and not to work, what is not working and stop focusing so much on trying to prop everybody up when eventually you're going to keep propping everybody up for so long that your arms will give way and you will not even be able to prop them up, nor will you be able to stand on your own two feet. Why? Because you haven't been putting the reps, your own reps in on yourself. So yes, I just use physical and, and spiritual metaphors, but it's the truth. 
And so I've been there where I burnt out trying to serve everyone else's business. So I can easily see it when I see somebody else, I call it whoring themselves out so that they can get validation or so that they can get the the significance. Remember, this goes back to the six human needs and the four needs of the personality and significance is one of them. And we're all always trying to find a way to feel significant. And unfortunately, social media gives us a great opportunity to do so. And it's like a hi, I'm helping people. I'm messaging everybody. I'm checking in on everybody else but me and it gives you a high that feels good but it cannot replace and it will never replace the amount of just what's the word I'm looking for value growth um all of the words that aren't coming to me right now because I hear my oven beeping so I'm literally about to pause the podcast and take my lasagna out and be right back don't judge me guys all right we're back the pot the lasagna is fine but those things will never (laughs) those things will never um, you know, replace the time, the, the beauty that comes and you taking time for you. One of the things that was a game changer for me last year that helped me realize how slowing down and getting rid of all of the excess stuff in my life was that I went and I've told this story before where I went and I sat on my back porch and I had my journal, I hit my pen a little bit so I could be a little, you know, buzzed because that really helps me meditate, just being real. And, um, I closed my eyes and I started to meditate and I was trying to connect with my highest self. And I was like, dude, can you tell me what I'm supposed to be doing? Can you tell me where I'm supposed to go next? Because right now I can't breathe. I wake up anxious. I fall fall asleep in my bed working. This is not working. And is this what it's like to be successful? Because I don't like it here. Can I go back? And that's, that's literally what I created for myself this summer was like, I was desperate, so desperate for the, 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 for the, the stress to end. But I was like, I'll do, I'll do anything. Anywho, let's stick on point. When I slowed down and had that time to meditate, I got so much clarity. And the clarity uh, was what helped me build what I'm working towards now is what birthed mind and body, which is what helped me get into alignment. I had saw crystal clear images of where I'm going and where I want to be and what I should be doing. But I would have never, ever been able to do that if I did not take the time to process what was happening. Number two, number two way that you can own your shit. Sometimes you'll never see it because your shit is your shadow. Just being real. You will sometimes sometimes probably, you'll most likely never realize the shit that you're carrying around. And so that's why it is so beneficial to have a mentor or to have a coach. Now, a lot of people think, well, I have a smart friend or I have an older sister or I have someone, um, you know, whatever. You don't need yes people because your friends and your family are going to be your yes people. They're going to encourage you no matter what. They're going to be proud of you, especially if you have a history of doing things that you don't finish or if you have a, or if you've never done anything, uh, like if you've never taken the big leap of faith, of course they're going to encourage you because they love you. They're your yes people. They're, what they're not going to do is tell you, okay, so I love what you're doing and that looks great, but the best way for you to do this is probably going to be like this because I've done it and this is what works best or a coach that's like, okay, is that really what you want to do? Or is it, do you want to do this because you think it's going to fulfill a certain need? You saw how I showed you the two different roles of a mentor. A mentor is one that generally um, has walked the road before you and can cut the curve, uh, the learning curve for you. A coach can do the same thing too, but a coach, when I'm when I'm coaching people, it's less of me telling them what to do. Uh, like when I have mentees and Toastmasters, I'm going to teach them how to speak and how to be a little bit more confident and comfortable in their own skin. But when I'm life coaching a client, instead of telling them what to do with their life, I'm helping them go within and 
figure out what it is that they really want, not what their family has told them or what their friends or what their ex or what society has conditioned them to believe. I help them step into their fullest potential. And sometimes that can take a while, especially when there's a lot of resistance and especially when people don't spend enough time with themselves to find out what they really want. You would be surprised how many women I asked, what do you want? And they're like, I have no idea. <laughs> what? I'm like, go, what do you want to do for yourself? What do you want? I have no idea. And it's not that anything's wrong with that, but it's usually because there's not enough time and not enough self-reflection and time spent going within. So if you do get a mentor or get a coach, it doesn't just end there, okay? I had to do a tough love in my fitness group yesterday morning and I was like, hey, you guys joined the six week challenge? High five, high five, love you, I'm proud of you. But now you actually have to let me coach you. What? Yeah, that means that when I check in with you and ask, hey, what's going on? You gotta respond. That means when we're doing lives and we're talking about some of the things that you're missing or that, that hasn't happened yet, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta tune into these things so that you can get the wisdom. That means that when I give you the tools, you gotta use them. I was telling them like, guys, we've got three board certified nutrition coaches here. You've got two uh, board certified personal trainers. You have three life coaches. You have a mindset coach. You got a gang of people here to help you to get to your goals. Uh, we give you recipes every month. We give you tough love. We give you nutrition Q and A's. We give you mindset calls. We give you form check calls. We give you all of these tools, but it doesn't matter if you're not willing to let, if you're not going to pick them up and use them. And so the same thing with having a coach or having a mentor, it does no good if I give you the tools and if I give you the resources and you refuse to use them. So when having a coach and having a mentor, in order to own your shit, you have to be willing to embrace the critique and not take it personally. That's something that is hard for anyone to do, so even me. Like when people tell me things, I, 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 I wish that I could just be like, oh yeah, but it also comes in delivery as well. Because my boy Garen, the one I started this podcast episode off of, when he came to me with his critiques of my live, he came and he was like, hey, and it was very gentle and it was very asking questions. And so I was receptive to hear what he had to say. But it's not always going to be like that. And most times it's not. Most times people are just telling you what's on their mind and what you have to hear. And if you are committed to the process of growing and learning, you have to learn how to take things on the chin and not be such a, for lack of a better term, a baby about it. Because if you've got big dreams and if you have big goals, whether that's weight loss, whether that's a business, whether that's just to be become the best version of you, I promise you the best version of you is not the little girl or the little boy that is easily offended. It is the person that can hear the constructive criticism and take it on the chin, learn from it, grow from it, and move on. So finally, the last step to owning your shit is kind of redundant. It's self-awareness. It's being aware of in those moments. I'll give you a specific example. And then I'm gonna wrap up because my lasagna smells good. I haven't eaten this morning. I have been in and out of the bathroom all day. Y'all didn't ask for that, but my stomach has not been feeling good. Now I'm feeling good and I can eat. But um, self-awareness. So a couple weeks ago, as I was when we end Toastmasters meeting, I stop and I ask anybody have any comments? Anybody wanna say anything before we close the meeting? And it's like out of the woodwork, everyone who's ever had a story to tell pops up and it's not something short, sweet and simple. It's usually like this drawn out <laughs> like thing. And um. Somebody did that and anywho, long story short, they came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, you used the word criticism. You said constructive criticism, but I think it would be nicer if people said critique. And I was like, really? You don't think that constructive criticism, I need to fluff that up even more? <laughs> like th that's not the exact words that I said, but I was very combative with them. So I was just like, dude, like, what are you, stop. I don't have time for this. And I'm looking back now and I'm like, literally, Bonnie, you were talking about constructive criticism and he was giving you some constructive criticism and you wouldn't take it. Hmm. So I noticed that. 
So when this person came and approached me again this week about something unrelated, I was open and I closed my mouth and I listened and I just let them talk. And the interaction was a thousand times better. Becoming self-aware is one of the biggest game changers. Be aware of your patterns, be aware of your cycles. I mentioned before earlier, some of the cycles that people go through, oh, it's my landlord or it's my boss. Oh, it's my stubborn weight. Is it those things? Or is it your inability to see the big picture and see that you not owning your shit, you not facing the facts, you not having the tough conversations with yourself is what continues to create these situations where you feel like the world is against you. So guys, that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. After I eat my lasagna, I'm about to upload four episodes that I've recorded this past week. One of them you guys weren't live for, so I'm really looking forward to that for you. If you guys got value from today's podcast and you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, do me a favor and screenshot this and share it in your story and tag me at Coach Bond so I can shout you out. One of the best ways to help this, if, if you get value from this podcast and if you want to show love, uh, um, there's also a place to donate on Anchor, but even more so, you sharing the message really does so much for the business, for the brand, and for the podcast. So thank you for those that share, and thank you even so much for those that listen. If you want to write a review, that would be actually super as well. Last call for the Meeting Your Shadow Masterclass. This four-week course is going to begin Monday nights. It will be 7 p.m. Replays will be available, and I'll be able to support, support, support you as you're working through your inner work journey. If the idea of doing group shadow work is like, no, I want to work through this on my own, DM me and let's talk about what that looks like to work with me one-on-one as your mindset and spiritual life coach. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Have the best day of your entire life. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. I believe in you. Now, girl, go get your life. Peace.